It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, welcome. I'm excited to be here. Do you know today's Pentecost Sunday? Woo, come on. If anyone doesn't know what Pentecost Sunday Day was, that's going back when the Holy Spirit came on a group of disciples. There was actually quite a few of them. And the church was birthed. But something else happened probably about 50 years later um, when the Holy Spirit came on the Gentiles, not the Jews. And it says, as Peter opened his mouth and spoke, the Holy Spirit fell. Anyone expecting the Holy Spirit this morning? I am. And I listened to the prayers this morning. I just have a real excitement because God is moving in the world right now. There is something happening in the world. I was with a whole bunch of guys working in places like Pakistan and Ukraine yesterday. God is doing something in our world. But here's more exciting. God is doing something in our city. There's something happening in our city. Even here today, the numbers are increased. I'm going to churches all over the place, all sorts of different um, denominations and flavours and funny people. And um, But God is adding to His church. And it's not because it's a good event. It's because God is doing it. There is a season of three years where God is going to add to His church and it's happening now. And you might be visiting today. And if you are, let me tell you, you're part of the move of God because God is doing something in our city. And I'm excited about it. And I think He's doing something here. Let's pray. Father God, as I share today, I pray, Holy Spirit, you're going to move powerfully just like you did in those early days. I thank you, your present. I thank you that you're here. I look to you and not to me. And I believe you want to do something. You want to set set us free again. You want us to be examples of your power and your love in this city. And I pray you'll start today in us. Amen. So you've been doing miracles. I had a beanie so I could look like Rob Mason because last week you actually had Rob Mason here and he spoke about waiting. And you know what? It's the truth. We need to wait on God. After all, if God is the God that does the miracles and it's Him, I reckon He has the right to do it in His time, right? So it's about time we let Him be God and stop trying to be God and let Him have the right time. So let's let Him have the right time, but the time might be for you today. Because you see, Albert Einstein, the man with the crazy haircut and the funny moustache, said some amazing things. One of them says, If you've got a pretty girl in your car and you can kiss her and still drive safely, then you're not putting enough attention into the kiss. But that's got nothing to do with the message. Here is what he did say, though. He said, nothing happens until something moves. Nothing happens unless something moves. Moves Your miracle today, I believe there's miracles in the room. I believe there's miracles available for all of us. There's a miracle that only God can do something you can't, but something's got to move for that to happen. 42 years ago, we celebrated, a couple of weeks, my wife and I, we celebrated 42 years of marriage. Yes, that is a miracle. If you know me, that is a miracle. But see, it happened 42 and a bit years ago. 
this good-looking girl comes to Kalamunda Church of Christ where I was hanging out. She was smart because she'd come from the country to study at the University of WA. She was a smart cookie. And not only was she smart, she got a, a, a um, Rotary Club scholarship to actually do it. They thought she was smart. She comes to Perth to study. Not only was she studying, she was studying phys ed, right? She was a sports teacher, so she was fit. And she came from Carnarvon. So she was brown. She was everything, right? But you see, along comes Scruffy Steve, who dropped out of school. The only job he could do was find a uh, shoe salesman's job. And I smelt like the inside of a cigarette packet. And I probably was, was definitely from England. So therefore, my skin is as white as anything. In fact, I have traffic lights. I am white. Then I go red then I go brown, then I peel, then I go white, right? It doesn't stay brown for long. It usually falls off pretty quickly. So I had no chance. I had no chance. And secondly, I did have a pretty bad 100% failure rate when it comes to checking out people for a relationship. It wasn't going to work. So I become a Christian. And so I decided, do not worry about the girlfriends. Seek first the kingdom of God. So I was focused on one thing only because I was scared to fail. But I'm focused. So Margie comes along. I'm focused. No, can't do it. I'm not going to try anything. I'm focused. The only way this was going to happen was in my head. So I'm focused, right? Because it ain't going to happen in real life until one day. One day. There we were. Youth group, young, we're at the beach, Steve's focused. Margie comes running along, she grabbed my hand and she moved us, she ran down the sand dune and there he started. I did not let go of that hand for 20 years. <laughs> but someone had to make the move, right? Someone had to make the move. I wasn't going to, I was scared of failure. But someone had to make the move. I want to take you to a story today in the Bible of a lady, another lady, who made a move. She made a move that actually created, didn't create, but released a miracle from heaven. But she had to make a move. It starts in Mark 5, right? Mark 5, you need to understand what's happening. If you study Mark 5, it's not just about a lady, it's about two people. And you need to compare the two. One was name was Jairus, and the other one was just a lady. Doesn't say her name. Interesting. Jairus was a famous man. He was a recognised man, a respected man in society. He comes to Jesus and gets a healing. This lady who has no name comes to Jesus, also gets a healing. Now Jesus, right, he's just been doing some crazy stuff on the other side of the river. He's cast out a few demons and there's been lots of noise going on. So he jumps in a boat. He comes over to the other side and suddenly it says a crowd crushed around him, and Jairus turns up. Jesus, I need a healing. Daughter's sick. Can you come home? Need a healing. Let's see what it says. We pick it up in Mark 5, and it says this. Jesus went with him, Jairus, and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years. Imagine that. 12 years. 
12 years with constant bleeding. Let me tell you, she would have been exhausted. She would have had no energy. If she'd been bleeding for 12 years, she was not in a good place. Not only that, she was unclean. She wasn't allowed near the temple. She wasn't allowed near godly people, especially rabbis. And Jesus is a rabbi. And it says she had suffered for 12 years a great deal from many, oh, sorry, she had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. She's now broke. The health system's run out. She's used all her money. She's tried everything possible. But she had got no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. There's a rumour in town. Jesus is here. Jesus is in town. She had heard about Jesus. And then it says, did I keep going on or did I only go that far? Is that it? So she came up behind him. She sneaks up. She's coming up behind him through the crowd and she touches his robe. For she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out from him. Imagine that. Jesus knew that his healing power had dripped out. There'd been a leak, right? There's something has gone. Something's missing. So he turned around in the crowd. He's looking in the crowd and he says, and he asks, who touched my robe? When his disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How could you ask who touched me? Come on. There's too many people here to try and work that out. Everybody's touching you. But there was one person that touched him. But he kept on looking around. Think about that. He kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened in her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Oops, sorry, I touched you. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your suffering is over. There was two movements that day. The first person who made the first move was Jesus. It says Jesus was in town. Jesus made the first move. He came to town. Do you know Jesus has made the first move? He's come to earth. Go back. The whole Bible, right, is all about God making his move to you. The whole thing. It starts off, right? Starts off, man is separated from God. So what do we do? We find out that Abram is looking up to the sky to try and find out who God is. They think he's the son. And they start sacrificing babies to this God to try and keep him happy. And then Abram moves along and we discover that God meets him up on a hill and he gives him a goat and says, don't kill people anymore. Let's have a go with animals. And then God moves a little bit further and later on we find out Moses comes along and God is in a burning bush. 
And then God goes from the burning bush, right? He goes to the the sky where he's actually leading people through the cloud and the fire. And then we see we move a little bit further and God ends up meeting Moses in a tent. And everybody knows God is in the tent. And then we move a little bit further and we find out that God is no longer in the tent, but we put him in a box. Now God is in this Ark of the Covenant and wherever that Ark goes, it changes people's lives. We know that Ebediah, his whole community was changed simply because the box we've got in it was actually in town. And then the box... Solomon comes along, builds the temple that Dave's got on his heart, builds this temple, and now God is in a temple. And we worship God because his glory was in the temple. Then we come along a bit further to 1 John 1 where it says, sorry, John 1 where it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God becomes human and now is Jesus. So there's God is in Jesus. Jesus is God. God is amongst us. And then comes the day of Pentecost. Where the Holy Spirit comes upon and now it's God in you. Isn't that crazy? God is working hard to get close to you. God is in town. Jesus said in Matthew 11, when he's talking to all the people, he's in a great message, gets to the end and he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh, how just, I'm like a hen that just wants to gather his chicks into him. But you wouldn't let me. Whoa, That's God's heart. He's saying, I've done everything I can to be in town for you. Do you know that God's made the move? He's made a move. He's here right now in his presence, by the presence of his spirit. He's here right now. He's here on earth right now. He's not up there. He's not over there. He's not in that church or that church. He's here. He made it possible. The Holy Spirit is here right now. He's in town. But you see, we've got to make the move. We have to make the move. You can't just, just, you've got to make the move. You've got to push in. But you see, here was the problem. Here was the second move. Here was the second move. The second move is this. The woman had to move towards him. Jesus said this. Mark, come to me. Matthew, sorry. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Here's the invitation. Come to me. I believe that the word for, for the church today is God is calling people, calling his church back to him. He wants us to come and sit with him. He wants us to come and sit at the feet of the rabbi again. He wants us to come close because he wants to do a miracle in our lives of his presence. That's only going to happen if we make the move. But here was the problem. There's a crowd in the way. There's a crowd. Like like the Boxing Day sales at Myers. There's a crowd all waiting there. And I can't get to Jesus because there's a crowd in the way. What's stopping you from moving towards Jesus? 
What's stopping me from moving close to him? And I tell you, there's lots of things. There's a crowd in the way. What am I going to do to push through that crowd? You see, her crowd was first of all her pain. You see, her pain was crowding her out. Do you know when you're in pain? She was in pain for 12 years. She had pain of rejection. She had the pain of of, of disappointment. She had all this pain. And when pain and trauma become part of who I am, it's really hard to break out of it. You know, we at Teen Challenge where I work, we have deal with uh, students, or we call them students, but they're clients who are carrying a lot of pain. They've made some dumb decisions, usually to cover up other pain, um, or because they were trying to be accepted. But until they get to the end of the end of the end, until they get to the bottom, there is no change. We say to them, are you really ready to change yet? Well, no, 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 I just want to have a break. Well, that's not change. Do you really want to change? Oh, I just need to get out of prison, Steve. No, that's not change. Do you really want to change? Because until you really want to change, you're not going to get to your healing. You've got to be ready. And we see them come in. This is true. I see it all the time. In fact, one just the other day, I was really excited. This young guy, um, I won't tell you his name, indigenous fella, and he'd been hurt and he'd been doing all sorts of crazy things and, and uh, came in and out of our program a couple of times. He decided that it was time to change. He gave his life to Jesus, which was really excited. I baptised him. And, uh, and you see this guy, he still struggled, but he's changed now. Do you know what? He's just finished the program and he's just got, a, a, uh, he's just got himself a job at Wongafer, which is the Aboriginal school next door to us, to actually um, be an influence to other kids. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. But you've got to be prepared to push through. You've got to push through your pain. When we carry our trauma, when we carry our disappointments, when we carry our pain of rejection and we just live in that pain and it becomes who I am, you're not going to get to Jesus. You've got to push through it and go, that's not me anymore. That's not my pain. You see, she also had to push through her thinking, especially religiosity. You see, religion kept her away from the temple. Religion kept her away from actually coming to God. Religion that says you've got to be good before you can go there. She was never going to get there because she was sick. She was bleeding. She was never going to get to her healing because religion held her back. Religion holds us back. I've got to be right. I'm not good enough. If I go into the church, this lightning is going to come down and whack me, right? Nah. I, I, I'm not good. I'm, I'm not like Mark. I don't float two inches off the ground, right? I'm, I'm, I'm Steve. And I've got bad thoughts. And, and, I, and I do bad things. And, and, I'm, and I don't, I'm not a good husband. And I'm not this. And I'm not that. And, and I don't know the Bible that well. And I don't know. And religion holds you back. And we need to push through because Jesus came to break religion. That's what upset everybody because he hung around with those he shouldn't be hanging around with, with the tax collectors, with the lepers, with those that, that were rejected from society. If you're feeling rejected from Jesus because of religion, then let me tell you, Jesus came to earth so you wouldn't have to be. We can push through that. 
you can push through that. I can push through that. Your neighbour can push through that. Let us stop. Let's stop, stop condemning people in the world because they haven't fit our religious concepts. I'm a little bit annoyed at how the church has set itself up as this is what you good, this is sin and this isn't sin. And it's like Jesus said, I came to get rid of that because I want all people to know me. Everyone, including you, got to push through religion. She had to push through her sense of failure. She failed. Because you see, if you bleed that long, you must have sinned a lot, girl. And she had to push through her sense of failure. She had to push through her sense of rejection. Nobody wants it. She, she pushed through that crowd. When she pushed through, everyone would have gone, oh, make a way, quick, get out the way. Because if she touches you, you're, you're going to be a sinner as well. She had to push through her sense of rejection because no one wants to be with that lady. No one. Even her kids would have abandoned her. She had to push through her rejection. I want to ask you, what are you pushing through? Do you know one of the biggest things is worry and anxiety will keep you away from Jesus. That's why it says worry about nothing. Be anxious about nothing. Here's this true story. True, oh, I've got eight minutes. I'm going to go well. It's, this is a true story. A couple of weeks ago, right? In fact, this is two weeks ago. So I'm going through my own journey. Teen Challenge, I'm responsible for getting the cash. Thank you, Jesus. So I've my bank account is going down really, really low. Like I'm just thinking, hooly dooly, how am I going to do this? I've got 21 people I've got to pay. And I don't think I'm going to last for another two weeks and nothing's coming in, God. I was stressing, man. I was really stressing. I was worried sick. I was keeping awake at night. I might be able to preach about don't worry, but man, was I worried, right? And it was getting, I was getting over it. And I was sitting there praying one Monday morning, three, two weeks ago. One Monday morning, I was sitting there praying and saying, God, I'm worried, I'm stressed, I'm, and I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then God just put this word on me, wait. And I went, wait? I can't do anything else but wait, right? But it's that let your soul wait. Huh? You see, my soul wasn't waiting. See, worry puts the focus on the problem. Anxiety puts the focus on me. And Jesus said, don't do that. Give it to me. Wait, put your soul, your worry and your anxiety, put it to one side and look to me. I did. Next day, actually no, on the way to work that day, I got a text. Lady was very excited. Steve, I just want to let you know, I just put $410,000 into the TC bank account. Hello! Hello? That's a miracle. And I'm seeing it all the time. I know he's there, but we have to push through our worry. We have to push through our anxiety. We have to push through our rejection. We have to push through our religious ideas. And we've got to get to the place where Jesus is. We've got to move through. But I want to tell you one more thing. Once we've pushed through, and I ask the question, what do you have to push through? Look what happened. How do I do this? How do I push through? The first one is this. She says, I thought, I thought, for she thought to herself, we got to change our thinking. You see, she had a thought. What's your thinking about Jesus? Is he just for someone else? Is Jesus like over there somewhere? I'm just going to get to heaven and that's all good. 
Change your thinking. Jesus is present. Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. Jesus is a miracle maker. Jesus is here right now in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And also your thoughts about who you are. I'm not good enough. I've got to fast more. I've got to pray more. No, you've just got to push through the crowd and get to him. She thought the first thing we need to do is change our thinking. If you're going to push through the crowd, change your thinking. And then the second thing she did was, if I could just touch his robe. Her focus was not on her sickness. Her focus was not on all those other things. Her focus was on Jesus's robe. If I could just get, Jesus wants you to contemplate him. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to look to him, not to anybody else. He wants you to go, if I could just, Jesus, if I could just get to you. It's you, not my problem. It's you. Your miracle, change your thinking, change your focus. But look what happens. I love this bit. The biggest miracle was the relationship. Jesus goes, this is God, right? This is God. So he knows everything. And yet he asks the question, who touched me? He's God. He should know that, right? He should know that. But he didn't. He did. But he wanted to identify that person. And when they said, oh, Jesus we don't know, it could have been anybody. He kept on looking. You see, his goal isn't just for your healing. His goal for, is for his presence in your life. It's about partnership with you. It's about being one with you. His power, your problem disappear. You become one with him and become victorious. He wants to know you. The miracle was not in the healing. The miracle is in the relationship. God is real and he just wants you to be. i just enjoying my relationship with Jesus at the moment. I think I've grown in the last two years because I've just enjoyed just sitting with him. He is alive. He is real. He is present and his healing is here. It's not the healing. It's the relationship. It's not the healing. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. In conclusion, can I say to you right now, I do believe God is alive and I do believe he's present. And I do believe he's got miracles waiting for each one of us. For some of you, it might just be acceptance, knowing that you're accepted by Jesus. Maybe for you, it's about giving your life to Jesus for the first time. You won't do it sitting in your seat. That's why they used to have altar calls. We used to get people to stand up and walk out the front because it takes a movement. Nothing special about the front. It's special about you deciding to get off your backside and do something. He wants you to move to him. He wants you to move to him. He stands at the door and knocks. And he's waiting for the door to be open. There's a miracle in the house. What do you need to get through? What's those doubts? What's that sense of failure? What's that sense of, I've done this before, it's never worked. Keep going. Keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep getting closer. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop asking. Don't stop going. Don't stop responding to older calls. Don't stop. Keep pushing, pushing, pushing forward because Jesus is there and he's waiting to engage with you in the things that you're doing and facing today. Let me pray. Father God, 
Father God, this is an amazing day, the day of Pentecost. The day when you, by your spirit, came and revealed yourself to earth and the church was formed. But I believe, God, by your spirit right now, you're in this place. And I know, Lord, there's people in this room. I know there's me. So I know I'm one person. And I know there's a whole heap of thinking. There's a whole heap of mindsets that I need to push through. The fear of what people might think. The fear that it might not work. All that stuff. Lord, would you overcome the fear with your love? Because love casts out all fear. I really just sense, Lord, in this place here, in this body of people, as we engage with our miracle, so you will flood through this community and people will see something different in us because we carry your miracles. We carry your presence. We carry your intervention in our lives that we want to tell people about because you are real and you are present. So I'm going to pray now by your spirit, Lord, would you start just touching people's lives Touch my life and help us push through the crowd. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.